Hi, I'm Dorothy Burton, your host for Governing God's Way, connecting the timeless principles of Scripture to the timely issues of our day for those who serve, lead, and govern. King Solomon, the wisest public servant leader to have ever lived, left us with this truth. There is nothing new under the sun, and what has been will be. What was true for him and those who served, led, and governed in his day is just as true for those who serve, lead, and govern today. Timeless principles to help in times like these. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about the four most important words in planning your next move. The book of James was written by Jesus' brother, and it's often referred to as the how-to book on Christian living. It confronts and challenges us to live and serve well. In chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, James writes, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. I can shamefully count the number of times I have done just the above, only to have my life go south when I had set my course due north. I have counseled with many elected and appointed Christian leaders who have learned or are painfully in the midst of learning that life can't be as carefully planned and executed as a political campaign. Having served in both elected and appointed office, I learned that planning is key and execution is critical. The basic strategy of any campaign is plan the work and work the plan. Anybody who's ever run for office can tell you that. We hear that in our sleep. Plan the work and work the plan. You don't panic. You plan You especially build into your plan your vulnerabilities and weaknesses because any politician, Christian or no, understands that that is where the opponent's point of attack will always be and where they will always hit the hardest and most often in life, (laughs) however, especially as it pertains to Believers who are the high achieving, make it happen kind of people for you, for for like me, it won't be our weaknesses that the enemy will attack, but our perceived strengths. Contrary to what a lot of people believe, Satan doesn't attack our weaknesses, but our strengths, the very places where we erroneously believe we can handle. High achievers are high achievers because they have achieved and have overcome incredible challenges like you listening to this podcast. 
You don't find losers and folk who haven't accomplished anything thinking of themselves as high achievers. But I have learned this one basic truth. Before every success, there's a test. (laughs) And after every success, there's a temptation. I'm going to say it again for those way in the back. Before every success, there's a test. And after every success, there's a temptation. And that temptation in politics is to use our past successes to plan and strive for future successes. Nothing wrong with that. But in our own way, for our own benefit, while giving little to no thought to the fact that God's divine plan for us will always supersede any master plan we can devise for ourselves. Robert Burns, in the 1700s, penned the Scots poem to a mouse on turning her up in her nest with the plow. That's a long title for a poem. But you will recognize a few of these words when I say them. It is a delightful poem about a field mouse who had built a comfortable nest for her mice in a field only to have the farmer who owned the field to plow it up for his greater use. The English translation reads like this. But, little mouse, you are not alone. Improving foresight may be vain. The best laid schemes of mice and men go often awry and leave us nothing but grief and pain for promised joy. The biblical translation is this. The earth is the Lord's, and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. That's Psalms 24.1 for reference. Meaning, like the farmer in Burns' poem, God's field is the entire world. And regardless of the, quote, nesting plans we have made, he can come along and plow up his field anytime he gets ready for his greater plan. Plan, yes. But don't be like so many politicians in their speeches and on TV today, bragging about what they are going to do, what races they will run in 2022 or 2024. God laughs at them. God is not obligated to fulfill our plans, but his plans. God honors those who honor him. And in serving and leading and governing so that it will go well with you. When considering and talking about future plans with your staff, your friends, your family, your team, and certainly in public, remember the words of James, Jesus' own brother, and always honor the sovereignty of God by prefacing your remarks with these four key words, as the Lord wills. Honor God, and he will establish your plans. And this is governing God's way. Thank you for listening. Please help us help others who serve, lead, and govern by sharing this podcast. And 
by taking a quick moment to give us a great rating. We like five stars. If this episode was a blessing to you, good governance begins with self-governance because God always begins from within. Grab a copy of my book, Why We Fall, The Power of Self-Awareness, the book every public servant leader should read. Governing God's Way is a ministry of Christians in public service, a premier, biblically-based public servant leadership training and development organization headquartered in Dallas, Texas. To learn more, please visit our website at christiansinpublicservice.org.